Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you could only know what we really are when we arrived on Earth from out beyond your star, we were amazed to find your beauty and your worth and we will protect your kind and we will protect your earth and we will protect your earth and we will protect you We'll fight for the place where I'm free to live together and exist as me. I will fight in the name of Rose Quartz and everything that she believed in. I will fight for the world I was made in. The earth is everything I've ever known. I will fight to be everything that everybody wants me to be when I'm grown. The odds are against us. This won't be easy, but we're not going to do it alone. We are the Crystal Gems. We'll always save the day And if you think we can't We'll always find a way That's why the people of this world Believe in Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl and Stephen How awesome is that? That's Rebecca Sugar's demo of the Steven Universe theme song. And it's just one of many demos she shared with us exclusively for this episode. Hi, I'm Mackenzie Atwood. Welcome back to the Steven Universe podcast. I'm here in the writer's room at Cartoon Network Studios in Burbank, California. And I'm super excited about today's episode because we're talking about the music of Steven Universe. And of course, we've got some awesome guests. Composer Ivy Tran, show creator Rebecca Sugar, and Jeff Liu and Jeff Ball will be here. They all contribute to the music of the series, and they've got some awesome stories about where their inspiration comes from, how certain song ideas may change and grow throughout the creative process, what it took to make the Mr. Greg episode happen, and what it's like to compose music for various characters, including the gems. We'll also talk to Rebecca about the importance of music in Steven Universe and what the Emmy nomination of the Mr. Greg episode means to her. And we got something super awesome for you, because Rebecca was nice enough to share some of her ukulele song demos with us. And like I said, you're going to hear those exclusively on this podcast. I'm so excited about the song demos that we're actually going to play one for you right now to start us off. This is Rebecca on the ukulele doing an early version of Strong in the Real Way from Coach Steven. I can show you how to be strong in the real way, and I know that we can be strong. In the real way And I want to inspire you I want to be your rockin' When I talk it lights a fire in you I want to inspire you I want to be your rockin' When I talk it lights a fire in you 
Okay, so that was one of Rebecca Sugar's ukulele demos of Strong in the Real Way, and we're going to have quite a few more to share throughout this episode, but right now, I've got to welcome Jeff Lou and Jeff Ball to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys both work on the, the music for the show in some capacity. Could you tell us like what you're, what you guys do specifically? Well, I'm a storyboard artist. That's my main job, but I get this awesome opportunity every now and then to write music. So if there's a, a song in my episode, uh, sometimes Rebecca writes a song and I help her with it. Sometimes I write the song myself. And yeah, it's fun. And uh, I basically just play the violin parts or actually all the string parts on the show. I mean, there's been a few times where it's uh, been played by a friend of mine named Patty, but yeah, that's what I do. I play the string parts. You jam. <laughs> so where do you, uh, you, do you do it from like your house or? or... Yeah, I yeah. play, I record from my apartment. You just have, go in? <laughs> I, have a, I have a setup right in front of my computer and awesome. uh, Ivy and Steven, they send me the parts and I just record it and send it back to them. So, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's you guys um, like backgrounds as far as, as music is concerned? Yeah, so animation and drawing is like my main thing. I went to art school for it. And music was just like a hobby on the side. <laughs> when I was a kid in elementary school, I took piano lessons, but mm -hmm. I didn't like doing it because I didn't <laughs> really understand what music was or I didn't understand the emotional like appeal of it. Uh, mostly probably because it was just I was told to take lessons and I didn't really choose it myself. Right. Right. But then in high school, I, I realized that I loved music and that music was awesome and it made me feel good. So I started taking uh, uh, lessons on my own, or actually, I guess, teaching myself. Like I, I picked up the guitar and piano and it was just kind of like a fun thing I did on the side of art for a while. Like I made a bunch of just like silly songs in GarageBand mm -hmm. uh, and it was nice. I feel like because it wasn't my main thing, drawing was my main thing and music was a thing that I just didn't really have any pressure to do yeah like it gave me a lot of freedom to just like have fun and like learn and not feel like it had to be good right like it's yeah. like an escape like yeah yeah, I yeah. What you're saying. Uh, for me it was i started piano lessons actually first and that was when i was four years old because my mom was trying to teach my brother and he didn't when you really were four want to do years it. old yeah. you're already oh my gosh <laughs> i was begging my mom to play piano when i was four but <laughs> wow so you chose it <laughs> yeah you were, you were already you were Hardcore. ready to go <laughs> A violin came around later when I was in like second grade or something and one of my friends had a violin and I went home and I was like, mom, I want to play the violin. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up doing both and it was great. The music I, or the school that I went to had a great music program for elementary school kids and that really helped a lot for, and up through high school and everything, I took lessons and I actually started writing music when I was 12 and that's how I met wow. Ivy and Surashu actually was oh, really? through, uh, I write music for games oh. and they do that as well. And so we met actually at the game developers conference. Oh, GDC. Yeah. yeah many years ago. Uh, it was when they had first actually just met each other, which was cool. really cool. But, uh, yeah. So I got my degree in college in violin performance and, after that, I started working a lot in the video game industry, and I realized that there was a big need in the game industry for violin recording, 
because there wasn't a whole lot of individual musicians actually recording from home for games. Right, yeah, it's just like a specific, you know, people don't... Yeah, and so I went there and I met tons of cool game composers, like all the World of Warcraft guys and like the Mass Effect guys, and I ended up actually playing violin on Mass Effect 3, from that and that was really awesome wow, so that's awesome yeah. <laughs> so you came yeah i feel like the the video game influence on the music uh in this show is really present i think it's really oh, it's cool huge. How, and like there's video game influence in like a lot like the art too and like some of the um it's just like all over the place so i think that that's really really cool and something that makes sense that you would come from yeah from that background yeah, right totally. yeah so like what kind of when you guys work on the um the music what like what stage of development is the episode in when you start thinking about the songs like um usually uh, well not usually sometimes <laughs> sometimes rebecca has a song in mind for an episode like an actual song where the characters sing so once i get my storyboard handout that's when i first start working on the storyboard i get introduced to the the outline and what's happening sometimes the song is like a main plot point of the episode Sometimes there's no song written, and Rebecca suggests that I write one. Um, I did that for, what episode was that? Uh, Cry for Help? That yeah, was, Tower uh, of Mistakes. That's yeah. what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the episode On the Run, I just decided to write a song, and Rebecca was cool You're with just it. like, I'm doing this, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, And then that kind of gets worked into the storyboard process. But then for the score of the music, the background music... Uh, that comes after the episode has been completed. Like, right, after it's animated and everything, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. when Jeff Ball gets involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I come along at the very, 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 very end, basically. Because right. <laughs> all the music's all written. I don't even really see the episodes. They don't really need to send it to me. Right. So I get tastes of what's going on in the episode from you know titles and what the music is and what they're singing. Mm-hmm. But typically for me, it's kind of like I get the vibe of the music and I just play along with it and then, you know the episode comes out <laughs> yeah yeah that must be cool to see it all come together too like is it does it make it more difficult to, to you to like not to like not see a lot of the context till later it really depends i mean coming from a video game background and being a composer myself i can really listen to music and tell what they're trying to do with it right and so i typically just try to play and amplify the emotions that are there and it works out usually gotcha so, yeah. you sort of have to like know the you have to intuit, really. You know? Right. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, just talking about the like we talked about Tower of Mistakes. What have been like your favorite songs to work on, especially with the, the soundtrack that just came out? Like, what do any come to mind? Uh, I really liked working on Stronger Than You. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That was an example where Rebecca had written the the song structure with the chords. Yeah. But then I got the opportunity to make like a demo track with like a drum beat and like some some basic orchestration cool because i use that the timing of that demo to storyboard to yeah i I thought about that too is like is like the the difficulty of making them match up to each other yeah yeah you have to like choreograph all the action and the singing with the storyboards and the music together so luckily i have the ability to to make like a little track on my own so i got to just kind of like be in charge of both of those tasks together and then Ivy and Sirashu and Jeff eventually uh, took my demo track and just fleshed it out and made it way more awesome than I could have. <laughs> that was a really fun track. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really liked um, It's Over, Isn't It? The a Pearl classic. song. Classic. Yeah. When I first saw that, I... Mm. 
for, for me real. Up, I mean, I I was I hadn't even seen the episode, and I was like, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was singing that song in the shower for you know months <laughs> before it came out, and I was like, everybody's gonna love this. I ah. feel that too. I feel that. Yeah, it's it's. That one was was tough to see in advance and then have to not talk about it because it was oh, like, yeah. I want to, to just scream it's, about this song it's such in this a good, episode. The whole episode yeah. is amazing. All the songs in it are just killer. So when you, you must have been much more involved because there's so many songs in that yeah. episode. So like, did you did you get a better feel for like what it was, what the episode was about since you were yeah. so involved? Yeah, totally. I mean. Uh, with that one, I mean, there was what, like seven songs in 11 minutes? Yeah, something so. like that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I played on like three or four of them or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's the arc. Okay, yep. yeah. I got you. That's cool. <laughs> um, going back to, to Stronger Than You, um, I feel like that, when that episode came out, especially, it was like a turning point for the show in a lot of ways. And like, that was when sort of. Fan, like there was a fandom before but it just like exploded after that song like on tumblr and all, all sorts of social media like what was it like seeing that kind of response to a song that you worked on like what was that or, or it's with stronger than you and just generally to all the the music in the show uh it was exciting it was it's really nice to see that all the work that we put into the show is mm-hmm. being well received that people are excited by it and uh, it's what we're hoping for. We, we just want to make something for the fans to make them feel oh, yeah. good. <laughs> for sure. I mean, half the time when you're just working on an episode, you're like, oh, it's another episode. And there's this really cool song in it. And I wonder what's going to happen. And I mean, for me, just being at home and not really seeing the show until afterwards when it actually gets released. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to that song and being like, oh, what's going on? I mean, Ivy and Sirashu sent me the song and they're like oh this is super huge big spoilers and don't tell anybody about this and i started listening to the song to be like okay where are the spoilers and i didn't get it I, at first because yeah it was like so garnet is talking about being connected with pearl and amethyst i guess because yeah. i didn't understand that they were a fusion fusion until later so <laughs> i mean so roger just like wink wink and yeah you're like just sort like, of like what? i don't know you're, you're winking about. what yeah. does that mean i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious though yeah it's like because if you don't i guess if you didn't you didn't get the context and you just be like okay yeah well hey doing? the song turned out really well so. yeah it worked out in the end like yeah, that one I mean, was, was crazy it was really awesome to you know act, i'm a big fan of voice actress for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Garnet, so Estelle, yeah. yeah. So having her be in a song, I was like, yes, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really awesome. <laughs> I love that. So what kind of you know you guys do the um the the songs with lyrics? I think people think about that a lot of the time. But like you guys have, have you you've done like songs for background stuff too, right? Um yeah. Like instrumentation and like you, we talked about like the the pitch got delayed. Oh was yeah. One of the songs that you did, and that's just sort of like so. There's all these different kinds of music. What kind of what do you? What is it like working on the different kinds of music? Like, how does it change the way you approach it? And also, like, what's your favorite kind to work on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I have a hard time picking favorites because everything yeah. is different. And I mean, I like just that things are different all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always some sort of new challenge or some sort of situation I've never been in, and it's exciting to try to just problem solve and try to come up with something fun. 
Right. Uh, it's like life. It's always changing. <laughs> yeah. Can't predict it. <laughs> and the cool thing I think about the show in general is that it's so thematic with each character having a sound. And, yeah. you know, the strings are actually representative of rows. So I end up being right. a lot of rows in the show. And, you know, having that consistency throughout the whole thing, it's actually really cool to dig apart and take apart and analyze the music for that reason. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that, that too, is like... um the fact that each character has their own instrument. So is that Rose is your is your main Pretty much. thing? Yeah. Yeah. If Rose isn't there, but they want to denote that Rose is there, like yeah, they're thinking like, about Rose, right. it's all strings, and I yeah, play even if on those. Because even if yeah. they're not physically there, that's really yeah. cool. So you must know, like when. It, when there's some rose moment, you're like, oh, yeah. some stuff's going to go down. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, sweet, I get to get play some, some more stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what are the other... Connie has a her violin, too, right? Yeah. Is that, I, but it's not her thematic well, instrument? No. Well, I don't know. It's kind of complicated once you get Stephen involved. Like, because Stephen is really connected with Rose. And right. once, you know... Uh, Connie does play the violin. I think Pearl plays the violin in an episode too. Yeah. So I actually mm-hmm. played the, the violin parts for those. Got as well. you. Yeah. Do you have to? Do you do method acting when you play? <laughs> You're like, how would Connie play the violin? Well, if you follow me on Twitter, I actually have posted pictures of me. You have. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's just for fun, but you know. That's awesome. It's it it gets a lot of. You need to you get know. into character. You're like. Okay, where's I need to get my sword? I need to get, need to get home. My wig on. Yeah, exactly. Put, put my, put my gem somewhere. You know, it's the only way you can <laughs> capture the character. Right, that's right. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, so, what do you think? The you talked about the different characters having their different sounds, but how do you think that? Do you think that the show, like the sound of the show, how has it changed or evolved throughout the the run? Interesting question. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> How has it changed? Yeah. Has, do you think it's evolved? Like, I, I feel like, you know, there's the more than just like the uh, the way that the, the characters have changed. But, you know, you see like there's some subtle art style changes, the way that they do the background design. You know, you're, you're learning and you're changing the way that you approach things. So do you think that the, sh- the show's sound has, has changed in that same way? Well, I guess story wise, the show does get more uh, mature and it's, uh, yeah. it's themes and storytelling. And I, I'm pr- I feel like the music must be reflecting that. The music, I think it totally is because, like, when you start at the beginning, everything is kind of fresh. And, like, once you get more and more involved with the show and the characters start evolving, it's like you have these sounds that you've developed for them, but you need to keep pushing them past their limits Mm -hmm. because that's how you develop. And, you know, uh, I think that Ivy and Sarashi have really been doing that really well. And, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Maybe just because you get familiar with the the themes like of the different instruments that kind of represent each character. Yeah, it uh, becomes more of a development instead of an exposition. Yeah, yeah, like later on when you hear a certain sound, just because you've watched everything leading up to that and you've had emotional experiences with those sounds, when you hear it like in a slightly different way, you're like, oh, like yeah, yeah. You, you recognize it yeah. now, and you can you can actually you know play with that recognition, right? Yeah. So I think that's cool. Even when you don't recognize, like, like you said about Rose, you know, I I don't consciously think I'm hearing violins. I think that they're thinking about Rose, <laughs> you know, like writing it down or anything. But I'm like, but you know, I'm like violins. I'm like, oh, you know, like yeah, <laughs> you, you subconsciously know, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's really unique about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, this was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. I can't help it if I make a scene. Stepping out of my hot pink limousine. I'm turning heads and I'm stopping traffic when I pose they scream. And when I joke they laugh. I've got a pair of eyes that they're getting lost in. They're hypnotized by my way of walking. I've got them dazzled like a stage magician. When I point they look and when I talk they listen well. Everybody needs a friend and I've got you and you and you. So many I can't even name them. Can you blame me? Haven't you noticed I'm a star? I'm coming into view as the world is turning. Haven't you noticed I've made it this far? Now everyone can see me burning. Now everyone can see me burning. Now everyone can see me burning. That's another one of Rebecca's ukulele demos. It's an early version of the title track from Sadie's song. How cool to hear Rebecca do that. All right, coming up, I've got Ivy Tran, who's one half of the Ivy and Sarah show musical duo that makes all the music for Steven Universe. And she's going to be talking about video games that inspire the music and the gem's musical personalities. They're all a different instrument, and you'll find out how they all fit together. Okay, we're back in the Steven Universe Writer's Room at Cartoon Network Studios. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and with me is Ivy Tran, uh, the composer for Steven Universe. Thank you so much for coming and talking with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's jump right into it. So the first question I wanted to ask is what kind of musical influences you have when you are approaching uh, writing music? The biggest influence for both me and my partner Sarashu is video game music um, but we draw influences from all over the place um, we love mm-hmm. jazz we love musicals we like movie soundtracks we like electronic music and prog and metal and just anything that inspires us but video game music is the number one thing that motivates us to write right yeah you can see a lot of that influence I think in the show and that's that's something that I really like because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big video game fan too. So I, I love that. Um, what was your background from uh, before you started working on Steven? Before Steven Universe, I was a piano teacher at a music school. And mm-hmm. I was writing video game music on the side and trying to get off the ground and break into that industry. And my partner, right. Sarashu, was a full-time game composer and... He was working freelance, and he's done the music for games like Harry Potter 5 and The Sims 2 on the Nintendo DS. And, oh, awesome. Uh, Narnia on Game Boy Advance. So he had a lot of work doing movie <gasps> tie-in games like that. Um, cool. I, I played a lot of the, the Narnia GameCube game. Oh, I nice. did not know there was a Game Boy game, but we played that GameCube game too much that more than anyone probably ever should. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, me and my sister growing up. <laughs> so you both wanted to go into video games then. That's right. So we had awesome. no idea that Steven Universe would happen to us. We like neither of us ever saw ourselves writing for something that wasn't a video game. Right. So so how did it all end up happening? From what I hear, um, what happened was that we released an album together with mm-hmm. some of our game influences, but it, um, it was piano and chiptune. And one of the storyboard artists on the show, Jeff Liu, heard our album and then found 
my work for games on SoundCloud and recommended me to Rebecca Sugar. So it it kind of came out of the blue, I feel like. We didn't know anybody on the team. Wow, that's like the dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, is your process, like, musically different then for, for games and for TV? Or do you think, do you approach them the same way? I think they're very different. We like to use these two words when referring to game and TV music. Um, one is linear music and the other is interactive music. So right. with TV music, it's linear, meaning it goes from A to B. Um, if you rewind it, it sounds the same and looks the same each time. You kind of have a map for how the song is going to go. So you can compose a song in such a way that it follows that map. But for video games, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, you don't know what the player is going to do next. So you have to compose music in a way that accommodates that. And there are right. a lot of really interesting tricks that have come about because of that. So games and TV are really different. And it was a little bit weird to switch from game music mode into TV mode. But we actually try to use some game techniques when we're writing for Steven Universe. So that's mm -hmm. probably why the soundtrack sounds the way that it does. The soundtrack is, is great, and my favorite song from the soundtrack is The Lion's Ocean. That That's a personal favorite. Do you have oh, a, you. any songs that are like... Stand yeah, I love that one. I listen to it all the time. Do you guys have any that stand out to you as like personal faves? I like everything. <laughs> yeah? You like, I, I do yeah, I guess, you know. love writing for Lion, and I personally love composing for Stevani. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah, so those those two are just really fun to compose for. I like their sound palettes. It's just really pretty and uplifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard about like how the different characters have like different instruments or like sort of different musical signatures, right? Is that a a thing that you guys decide on? Yeah, that's right. Um it's something that's that awesome. we came up with with Rebecca early on. Um it's hard to remember who came up with what because the way we work together is just this big collaborative sponge mush thing i don't know <laughs> right right but we decided from the very beginning that each character was going to be represented by an instrument and um we did this instead of giving them motivic melodies gotcha so by doing that it allowed us to play a little bit with game music techniques where we can change the song up depending on what each character is doing, just using their instrument. Right, because normally like, it's like a specific, a specific melody? Is that what you mean? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're not the first people to do this, but um, we figured that if we went with specific melodies for each character, it would limit us a little more. Right. Um, it would limit the range of emotion that each character has. So mm -hmm. we decided to go with sound palettes instead and when we were choosing the sound palettes for the um, four original gems, we were thinking a lot about how they would work together as an ensemble. So you have Garnet on bass mm -hmm. and Amethyst on drums, Pearl on piano, and then Steven is on shiptune primarily, which is the one strange instrument. Um, but otherwise, they form a jazz quartet. 
That's so cute. We wanted them to <laughs> sound really good together whenever they were hanging out. Right, yeah. Uh, so do you have any like specific memories from working on songs or like ones that have been particularly memorable? I know that you guys collaborated a lot on uh, Stronger Than You, right? Yeah, Stronger Than You was a huge collaboration. Rebecca wrote it with help from Jeff Yu and Estelle. And we did the instrumental parts with help from our violinist, Jeff Ball. And it, it Stronger Than You is like a fusion of everybody's ideas, I feel like. And Sarashu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sarashu <laughs> did a lot of the synth programming on that song. And cool. I remember when we finished it, we were completely ecstatic. And I was so proud of him. And I couldn't believe that we made this thing exist yeah that's so awesome i i love that i think that there's a lot of the songs like that that you can tell that a lot of people had their their hands on you know like and i think that makes them so much stronger too yeah for sure. um have you guys uh from the fan response to stuff have you seen any like remixes or anything that have been interesting oh, or like yeah. covers <laughs> yeah i think there are a lot of great covers out there and it's um it's really weird for me because I did a lot of covers before Steven Universe. Mm -hmm. And now it's like I'm seeing people cover my music and right. also getting a lot more, like a lot more views and attention for it than I ever did on my own covers or my own originals. And it's awesome. Right. I love that so much. I really love seeing the music in the show being used as an outlet for other people's creativity. That's like my favorite thing. I think one thing I really love about the covers that we get on the show is the sheer variety of them. Um, yeah. I think because Sarashu and I, we sort of have really different styles when we fuse together. When people do covers, I've heard people pick up on a lot of different sides of those styles. Like you'll have people doing these hardcore electronic remixes, but then also these beautiful piano violin covers. And right. I love the variety of music that people are creating inspired by the show. It's really inspiring for me, too. Yeah, I love it, too. So, like, going forward, uh, are there any genres or, like, styles of music that you haven't gotten to explore but you would love to in, in Steven Universe or in just your personal music? There are... Always. <laughs> I feel like there are always things that Suresh and I both want to explore. I think with Steven Universe, one of our big hopes was to create a different style or mm -hmm. at least mash up a bunch of different styles to create something new. And that's something that drives both of us. We both really want to do that more. So I'm just happy to keep doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, just thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for giving love to the music on the show. That means a lot to me and my partner. Life and death and love and birth and peace and war on the planet Earth. Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth? Oh, whoa. Come on and sing it with me. Sing. The words relate to the key. Key. If it's a pattern, if it's a pattern, then just repeat after me. Life and death and love and birth. Life and death and love and birth. Now you sing me, fa mi, mi, fa mi, ti, la. And peace and 
war on the planet Earth. Yes, yes, that's it. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah, that's what's fun about it. You should write something. You should write a song. About what? Whatever you're thinking. I guess we're already here. I guess we already know. We've all got something to fear. We've all got nowhere to go. I think you're all insane. But I guess I am too. Anybody would be if they were stuck on Earth with you. <laughs> yes. Life and death and love and birth and life and death and love and birth and life and death and love and birth and peace and war on the planet Earth. Is there anything that's worth more? Is there anything that's worth more? Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth? I think that might be one of my favorites of all the ukulele demos that Rebecca shared with us. That's Peace and Love, written for It Could Have Been Great, which is from Season 2 of Steven Universe. And speaking of Rebecca, she's coming up next. And you'll hear how she started playing the ukulele, why music is such an important part of Steven Universe, and what the Emmy nomination for Mr. Greg really means to her. All right, guys, we're back again with Rebecca Sugar. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, thanks. Okay, cool. I want to dive in and talk a little bit about the music on this show. That's something that a lot of people really is a draw for them. I think that for me, that was a, one of the biggest reasons why I started watching the show, coming from just musical theater. As a fan of musical theater, I, I just was like, I saw some of the, I think it was Do It For Her and I was like, instantly, I was like, I need to watch this show because I'm sold, you know? So, like, wh- what's your musical background coming from? Like, what do you, what kind of influences do you have? I'm very influenced by Amy Mann's music. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays Opal on the show. Oh, gotcha. Um, I love Amy Mann. I listened to a ton of her albums while I was growing up drawing comics. I feel like I can't separate her music from, like, creativity in my mind because... Right. I had her music on so much of the time while I was working on comics. So I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, when I was younger, I studied how to play Irish music on the hammer dulcimer. What's that? And that's the <laughs> hammer dulcimer is that? it's a sort of medieval instrument that um, it's it's like an inside out piano. It's it's shaped like a trapezoid. It's inside out piano. I can't even picture um, what that. And you hit it with. I could show you a picture. You hit it with mallets. Oh, is it like with like the the strings on the inside of the piano? Is that yeah, what you yeah? Mean? Oh. But they're like it's it's sort of a trapezoid shape with the strings outside, and you hit them with hammers gotcha. yourself. Gotcha. So, so it's, it's like actually. Oh, okay. Now the, I get what you mean. That's yeah. The hammered, hammered. Gotcha. Yeah. The inside out piano. People okay. can't see me, but I'm doing a little gesture, like, <laughs> like I'm hitting something with little hammers. Yes. Um, and my teacher, I think, is one of the few people that that plays Irish music on the hammer dulcimer. This was back in in Silver Spring, Maryland. So I learned a lot about improvisation. Oh, cool. Because uh, a lot of that music is, you know, you, you sort of have a bass to it, like an A part and a B part, and then you improvise. And we were, I was like in a little band with other 10-year-olds. Oh. <laughs> um, what was the band called? We were called the Kids of Sligo Creek. Okay, is it on sound? Can we download no. it on fan no. or SoundCloud? We were little children. iTunes? Yeah. <laughs> iTunes released when? Uh, no, I remember once we played at like, a, like an Irish bar in oh D.C. Oh my gosh. But we were little children. You were 10. Like, we were too young to, you know, really be in a bar at all. <laughs> um, but That's great. It was fun. It was like a lot of um, summer camps. And I think that's, that's definitely how I learned to improvise. And then I ended up, I studied a little bit of piano but 
my teacher would get annoyed with me because I would try and like change the classical music because I had oh, learned right. learned all this improvisational music first, and I like to put the pedal on all the time because I thought it sounded prettier that way. That, oh yeah, it's really annoying. It does. I mean, it doesn't. But um, <laughs> the you one know, that I, like the sustain. Yeah, I wasn't a very good student <laughs> when it came to piano. So then I switched to ukulele like when I was a teenager because it was so easy. It's great. Yeah, and it's, after it's after so the fun. dulcimer and the and piano, it's just so much more portable. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I never really took like ukulele lessons or anything. I, I feel like I'm still sort of faking my way through knowing how to do it. But, I hear that. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you 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 come from a lot of different instruments. That's that's wild. I literally never heard of that instrument. What's it, what was it called again? Uh, hammered dulcimer. That's wild. Okay. So that's that was not what I expected to hear. That's really cool. I well, put it in. I put it in Adventure Time. Yeah, uh, in the Fiona and Cake. Uh, Cake plays a hammer dulcimer. Oh, gotcha. I, don't, you know, I I I put that in there because I was like, maybe people will know what this is. Then they will know. There's <laughs> the reference. We'll I have got seen you. one, but that's what that is. Maybe maybe I've, I've probably seen it. I just I don't know. I, that's that's pretty wild. So you mentioned Adventure Time. Like that was your first time songwriting, right? For or at least for like like an professional songwriting yeah. sense right yeah it was my first episode uh and there was room for a song in it and so first episode and they're already breaking out the songs they're like we're doing it we're <laughs> yeah it was like it came from the nightosphere gotcha and i started with something that was a lot bigger and pen was like this can be it's just like a really small intimate thing between marceline and finn and he i wrote it with pen so that that my first song which was the fry song uh, he wrote a couple of the lyrics. He kind of sang it in the room. Daddy, why did you eat, eat my fries? Is yeah, that, the- that was oh, the first song I wrote gotcha. for TV. Okay, cool. Um, I was very nervous to pitch it because I'd only ever really sung songs or written songs like with, with my very closest friends. Like, like well, Steven- you were in the band. Like, <laughs> well, I, really- I didn't sing in the band. Get the band back together for this song I, is what I, no. I think. <laughs> I, was in, I was in a college, a band in college too, but oh, I yeah? also didn't. I sang backup, but I didn't really sing i gotcha. this was this was the first time i was singing something like i had written right. in front of people who were not so my brother the, or my closest yeah friends. so that's the kicker is that you're not just i don't know i feel like i feel like like you said you're, you're like singing is so personal you know like it's mm-hmm. it's a totally different thing from even like just like playing an instrument because like i don't know it's weird it's it's weird i i remember once there was this one pitch for it was for the marceline ice king episode which which had several songs in it, and I, I wrote some of that. on I also play the the omni chord, which is uh, a sort of synthetic harpsichord from the eighties. <sighs> Mine's from eighty four. That's awesome. Um, and I got this one off of eBay, and it would it was very finicky. I actually found out that I was I took it in to get like looked at at this store and they opened it up and it was just full of corroded batteries that oh, had definitely no. been in there since 1984. <laughs> like when they turn all like white and stuff, like that kind of thing. There was just like this, this red dust all over them Ew, that as soon no. as you open it up, it just, I'm sure it took years off my life when this, <laughs> when we opened this thing up and this cloud of battery corrosion came out of it. Um, so it was sort of finicky and we were pitching the song from Remember You where Ice King's like, won't somebody tell me what's wrong with me? And as I was doing it, the instrument just started to power down um, oh, no. and go out of key, which is really strange for something that is, it's like a synthetic. Right, yeah, it doesn't. Electrical instrument um, was, was just warbling and dying. And I was like, I was actively freaking out trying to keep this thing working while I was trying to sing this. And this was in a pitch where I had to really, 
I was performing it for the first time in front of the, the crew trying oh, to no. trying to present this episode and it became very authentic the panic <laughs> in the, like, in is, the pitch is of it Rebecca okay yeah <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever um I don't think it ever sounded more right than it did when my instrument was legitimately dying under me I that's that's awesome so like when you when you came to Steven and you started writing songs for that one thing I, th- I think that a lot of people the musical episode Mr. Greg like that was a big that was a big deal right like what was that like when you were writing all the songs and stuff for that like oh it was a dream come true I mean I love musicals and I love cartoon musicals so much Same. they were like and I loved that in the Simpsons and Futurama and any musical episode of a thing would always be my favorite it's one it's always a blessing like it's always so good and so I was really excited and just I, I wrote a few of the songs, and then Ben and Jeff also wrote. Uh, they they basically did all of the Shake a Leg is Mr. Greg part. Classics. And Ben wrote the Empire City song, and then me and Jeff wrote Don't Cost Nothing together. Mm-hmm. And then both of you and It's Over were me. And I spent months on It's Over. I started it way in advance, and it went through many, many, many different iterations before it became what it was, where I was just trying to figure out what... I was trying to say with it, um, I was very inspired by the movie Victor Victoria, mm-hmm. which was a musical that I watched when I was much younger that really stuck with me. There's this sequence, this crazy world sequence where Julie Andrews is in a suit and the camera's panning around her in this nightclub very, very, very slowly. Oh. Um, and it's just stunning. It's a beautiful song. And then it made it that, because that's the same. Is that what inspired the Pearl? Yeah, this, the, rota- the camera yeah. rotation. Yeah. Iconic. An iconic shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very cool scene. This is sort of inspired by that. And just everything I, that I like in in musicals, I was trying to pull into that. When we were when we were finishing that and we got the animation back, and I was like almost in tears in the edit bay because it was just so, it was just so much everything I had wanted to do just forever. Right. Um, and Joe and Jeff, it was their last episode that they boarded together. And they've been and together for the, since like the Since start. episode one. Yeah. yeah. And it was, so it was just, I was just so touched. It was so beautiful how it came together. And the, our director at, um, at Sun Min, uh, director Park, just did this beautiful, beautiful job on that whole sequence. Like all of the inks are beautiful. I saw some anyway. of the, like the stuff on Tumblr and stuff like the um, the flipping through the pages of the individual keyframes. Yeah, that's it's so cool. It's so crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know that you know animation's hand drawn, but then you see it like being hand drawn, and you're like, what? You know, like it's it's like, oh yeah, it, that is a thing that happens. Like that's just wild. Yeah. Um. So like each of the characters has like along with the songs, they have their own individual like sounds and motifs right mm-hmm. so like when you were did you have a part in developing those or was that oh absolutely yeah yeah i, I talked that through with um ivy and sarashu gotcha whenever they would come up we would be pulling even at the very beginning of the show we had these long talks about who the characters were and how they should sound and i was pulling reference for sort of the feeling of each character like amethyst i pulled some tracks from jet set radio and for Pearl, I was pulling this some old ragtime music that I really liked, uh, and 
yeah, all this was very prototypical, the stuff that I was listening to while I was drawing them. I right. was sort of giving over to them. And then we sort of talked about, we kind of boiled down why does it feel right for them and what would their instruments be based on this? And then they came to, I think, these just really brilliant conclusions about the signature instruments for each character. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way they talk about the garnet is is this very specific bass sound. And recently I was hearing Ivy talk about it while we were discussing the album and just about her as the foundation of the team and the strength of her sound musically and the support that it gives to everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, because they all layer on top of each other when they coexist in the show musically. Right, gotcha. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, so... And then we think about that a lot when we're writing music for them because, you know, they're like, you know, for Do It For Her, it's a very piano-centric, that's Pearl's right. instrument. and then sort of layered with, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the bass in Stronger Than You is very, very important. Yeah. Uh, and also changes, her bass actually changes when she reforms. Oh, it's, um, is it different from then on out? And yeah, it's different from then on out. That's awesome! Yeah, there's so, many, so much stuff like that that you don't like necessarily realize. I think that that's really cool, just the amount of care that goes into each each character's stuff, like, not only in the the songs with lyrics, but also, you know, just the instrumental stuff. It, I think it really ties it all together really well. And, and congrats on the soundtrack launching and being so successful. Like, congrats on, like, the Emmy nomination for Mr. Greg. It's, I think, that all very well-deserved, very, very awesome, and I, I just love the soundtrack so much. So congratulations on all thank that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really thrilled. Yeah. So, like, what what does that mean to you? Like, what how does that feel for that episode that means so much, you know? Oh, it's so exciting, and I'm so glad it's for Mr. Greg. Yeah. Um, just every step of the process on that episode was such a dream come true for me. So I'm really honored that it's being recognized even like this. I really hope, I mean, oh, if it, if it was ever an episode, I, it would be awesome if it was this one because mm-hmm. it's just it just means so much to me. So I'm very hopeful but I'm so glad that it's being recognized because yeah. we all just, we put so much work into that one right. and it didn't get more time right, yeah. <laughs> than any other still, episode. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, you know, it has seven songs in it in 11 minutes. It was so hard to do and everyone, <laughs> everyone was firing on all cylinders. The backgrounds are stunning and the music is incredible. I mean, it was so hard to make. <laughs> you went all out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, shows. I'm really excited. yeah. Thank you so much for for coming and talking to me today. I was fine with the man who would come into her life now and again. I was fine because I knew that they didn't really matter until you. I was fine when you came. And we fought like it was all some silly game Over her, who she'd choose After all those years I never thought I'd lose It's over, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it over? It's over, isn't it? Isn't it? It's over, isn't it? Why can't I move on? War and glory, reinvention, fusion, freedom, her attention, out in daylight, my potential, 
eyes experimental who am i now in this world without her petty and dull with the nerve to doubt her what does it matter it's already done now i've got to be there for her son it's over isn't it isn't it isn't it over it's over isn't it isn't it it's over isn't it why can't that, of course, is the demo of It's Over from the animatic of Mr. Greg. Congrats again to the Crewniverse on the Emmy nomination for that episode. That is so awesome. And thanks again to Ivy Tran, Jeff Ball, Jeff Liu, and Rebecca Sugar for such a detailed look at all the music of Steven Universe. And coming up next Thursday, it's the Steven Universe alumni episode. We're talking with Ian Jones Quarty, Ben Levin, and Matt Burnett all former Crooniverse members who had a huge impact on the show and now have gone on to create their own shows. So yes, that means lots of stories about OKKO with Ian. And a couple of last reminders, if you guys have any questions for the Crooniverse or for show creator Rebecca Sugar, please tweet them to me at MKAtwood or to the Cartoon Network's official Twitter and use the hashtag StevenUniversePodcast. We're trying to get Rebecca to come back on a later episode to answer some of your questions herself. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button for the Steven Universe podcast, you can do that at Apple Podcasts or other podcast apps. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating while you're there. And thanks to everyone for hanging out with us. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I will see you next Thursday. Thursday.